It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Got it! Crowd cheers. Here's Siddle. He's got it! Hello everyone and welcome back to Two Slips in the Gully for another episode filled with cricketing goodness. I'm joined by both of my co-hosts this evening. Aaron, how are you mate? I'm ready to talk some cricket, man. Oh, I know and there's plenty of cricket going on. It's it's getting to that time of year, everything's ramping up, there's a yeah. World Cup coming, domestic cricket started, even our cricket's about to start yeah, as we rain can, will go we away. we can smell the leather in the air. <laughs> <laughs> and of course I'm joined by Glenn. How Hello. are you, Glenn? I'm good, how are you? Not bad. You can, yeah. mate. We've got... Um, our first game's uh, next week, if the rain stays away. You guys both uh, yeah, I'm, I'm ready I'm, and raring to go? I am think I'm kind of resembling the Tin Man, though, before we get some oil in the joints. I seriously <laughs> need mm. a bit of a hit out somewhere, but every time we look to get down into the nets, Mother yeah. Nature's been intervening. Oh, so. no, you roll a, that arm over and it's just like... It, it's, it's, it's not good. Yeah, it's not good. You don't use those muscles for anything else. Really. No, and the thing is, too, with bowling in particular, you use them all. Yeah. <laughs> you use them all, and if you haven't done it for a while, it, it hurts. It does. A lot. <laughs> yeah. And we're not as sprightly as we used to be. I think in my first couple of seasons, when they were still a teen at the end of my age, it was, <laughs> oh, yeah, who cares? Just go and bowl, it'll be fine. And, and now I'm not quite that young. And yeah, but well, uh, I will be 56 and, next birthday. And, and I'm the junior out of the three of us, so yeah, if, yeah. I'm, if I'm feeling it after rolling my arm over a few times, yeah. after a bit of a layoff, I can't imagine how you guys are. Yeah, well, my layoff's been a little bit longer than your your guys as well. So, um, yeah, I've kind of been picking the bat up at, at home and mm. taking the stance. And oh, I like it. Is that right? And yeah, but anyway. Yeah, I like it when you think you're you're running in fast, mm. and then you realise what you look like to other people, <laughs> <laughs> and you're just jogging in. I've noticed you've put away the um, left arm orthodox. You've been well. You've been working on the same arm. Well, yeah. Well, um, 
I mean, it's just left our medium pace. I don't know about seam. <laughs> I think you just like, get it down the other end. Yeah. Left arm, get it down the other end. Yeah, left arm hopeful. Yeah, well, a yeah. bit of left arm angle is always a difficult thing to do, Luke. So. Yeah. Well, we, we've got a left arm spinner as well um, in the side, and I, I don't like bowling next to him because, yeah. oh, we, we've had Harrison on the, yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he dismissed uh, Alistair Cook one time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what have I done? Uh, I got hit for six by some guy in third grade last year or, you know. <laughs> Picked up a fifer in Prez Cup. I did. I did once. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Partying good. with Michelle. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, like I said, we've got plenty to talk about uh, today. We're going to wrap up the India-Australia one-day international, one anyway, international T20 series that is just to... Uh, Finished and we unearthed, well, continued to unearth an absolute precious gem for Australian cricket over there. It was a very big series for him. Uh, England have gone back to Pakistan for, I think, the first time in 15, 16 years, I believe. finally turned up when they said they were going to turn up. So, um, and they had a cracking series. And, uh, of course, we couldn't, uh, I know it happened a little while ago in terms of, you know, how long it's taken to get together and record this episode, but it wouldn't be a cricket podcast if we didn't. Talk about the elephant in the room, which was the latest mancad incident. So we're going to have a touch on that and uh, um, just offer our two cents and what's going on there. So there's uh, plenty yeah. to listen out for. So uh, all that is coming up right after this. Go on, straight down the throat of first slips. Starting with the elephant in the room, let's have a chat about the, the mancad incident. So for those of you who haven't been following, uh, wondering what are we talking about, there was an incident in the uh, one-day international series between the uh, Indian women's and English women's side where uh, England were nine down. I think they were ch- they had plenty of balls to chase down the runs. Yeah, and they, were, and they had a partnership going at the time. And um, So there was some pressure being applied back to the Indian bowlers, even though they only needed the one wicket. And uh, and Deepthi Sharma ended up uh, running out or man catting or however you want to say it. Uh, the English batsman at the non-striker's end, and which Charlie then, Dean, Charlie Dean yeah. to to win the game. And uh, obviously that uh, this is something caused a bit of a an uproar. It's a, a very distasteful way to win a game. Most people are, uh, well, a lot of people are saying so. Uh, it's uh, yeah, it's read its head again, and every time this happens, there's always the the spirit of cricket and all that sort of stuff that's been brought into it. So, so they've they've recently changed the rule, right? That's that's why it's I, being. I allowed. believe the rule now is that if you leave the crease before the bowler releases the ball, the bowler is entitled to take the bales. It yeah. used to be. It used to be in the your delivery stride. Yeah. Right? yeah. Well, I thought it was before you entered the delivery stride. Yeah. If you entered your delivery stride, you were then allowed to. Yeah. To leave the so crease. So essentially, you could plant your front foot, but not bring your rough your arm over. Or you can. All you got to do is not let go of the ball. If yeah. you don't let go of the ball, you're entitled to to run them out. No, I actually, which is which is the issue that I have with this particular one is that's what Deep Sharma did. She had no intention of delivering the ball. You can see from the side on, she's not even looking at the striker. She's looking at the non-striker, yeah. and Charlie Dean didn't leave the crease or maybe fractionally, and we're talking like tenths of a second, like yeah. frames yeah. on a on a video replay before when you'd be, you know, you'd be accepted to believe that that's the appropriate time the bowler was about to, to deliver the ball. Exactly. It wasn't like she took four or five strides down as the bowler got there to cheat. It was, all right, this is when the bowler should have let go of the ball. I'm now watching the batsman to see where the ball has been hit. 
And so I can, you know, it wasn't the the way I see the man cad rule is it was brought in to stop the non strikers from taking massive unfair advantages by just leaving super early. And yeah, I don't so feel that this dismissal this is, is in the spirit of that rule. See, this is where we differ because I think that is poor technique from the non striker. You can't. You don't assume that the ball has left the hand until the ball has left the hand. I was always taught you don't take steps until you see that ball in the air. Yeah, yeah. and right? it, there's no disagreeing with that. It is. Yeah, yeah. She got run out. It is poor technique. Yeah. But the issue I have is it wasn't Deepi Sharma saw this coming and then I had a, noticed it. It, it yeah. was a ploy, a deliberate yeah. ploy. She ran in yeah. with no intention to bowl the ball. It was a planned to trick, to trick the batsman or the batter out of their crease to take the bails. Mm-hmm. And that is something that I don't think was the spirit of the, the non-striker run out. I know it's not supposed to be lame the man cad anymore, but that was the, that's not the spirit of the rule. The rule was to stop the batsman taking an unfair advantage. And, and I feel that if you've got to get all the way to the point, your release point, before you pull out, to get the batsman, then you the batsman's not really taking an unfair advantage there, are they? Yeah. I, You're talk, we're talking well, I, like less... See, I, I think they are, because... We're talking less than two-tenths of a second to... Well, less than half a second between... It doesn't matter. Like, you have not seen the ball, okay? So yeah. you're but getting same, the advantage yeah. of leaving early before you've seen the ball. The ball cannot, but, if but, it's but, not in somebody's but, hand, but Glenn, it can't go do that, a 180 that didn't, and come you, back that around. That didn't used to be the rule. The rule yeah. used to be before the, bat, the bowler entered their delivery stride. That yeah. was So that was for the people who were leaving super early. Uh-huh. And they've actually now given the bowler more time so that when they first come up with the rule it wasn't for those fractions of a second between when you let go of the ball and it was to stop them running as soon as you come into behind the bales this is now bowlers in front of the bales taking it out yeah so like i i agree with you that she's broken the rules but the original spirit of the rule was never to stop what happened well but i mean that, that rule must have been changed before then as well though because I, I was, yeah, when like, you go otherwise, back in, why was I taught? You, yeah. You've got to wait until the ball's maybe, in there. Yeah. Maybe it was just a way to make sure you never, ever got run out of the non-strikers there and, because yeah, you were waiting until the ball. That's an interesting point because Glenn and I, um, obviously being a little bit older than you, we remember my, my Ke- first, co- my, my first coach was a, a Kiwi first-class batsman and he was so big on that that it was not funny and it was something that was drilled into us as kids. You don't leave the crease. You don't need to leave the crease until that ball's in the air. Yeah, and I suppose that the, has it, gone out of the way that they teach kids these days because it's all about trying to get the jump and get the advantage. There is an element in well, the see, way that, uh, that some there, people there go about There is an aspect of that, but like I said, in this case, I don't think she was trying to get the jump. I think that she, well, she mistimed it, but it wasn't. Yeah. I'm going to get a sneaky three or four strides in before she's let go of the ball. This oh, no, was no. she's let go of the yeah. ball now. I'm going to just. I'm now going to back up. But, but to me, you, you look at how far she was run out by. It was about three meters. Yeah. Well, that's well, a, that's only. Many, so you're that, you're stealing those three meters because well, she hasn't let go of the ball. But you that's just, only three strides. And if you watch Deep Sharma, she was quite sort of how, flamboyant but, about it. But three strides. How often do you see someone get run out by half an inch? But we're talking like, we're talking about the difference between when she was allowed to leave. Yeah. And when she actually did leave, if Deep Sharma ran in to bowl that ball properly with no intention of running the batter out, 
We're talking But that's less gotta be a possibility. That's that's yeah. gotta be like in your head that possibly they'll yeah, I understand this, yeah. but we're not talking like she hasn't just walked out of here. She is assuming the bowler is bowling. Yeah. And from when she left, she's right at the point of where she should be delivering the ball. Yeah. We're talking but the less ball, than half the a second. The ball's still in her hand. Yeah. Like if the ball, if you hadn't gone with the ball still in her hand, yeah. to me that's stealing that amount of ground. So but there's a you should wait start. until the ball is out yes. of the hand and then start walking. Yeah. And, then, and then there's no chance of getting missed. I understand that. Absolutely like, no chance. But in a high-pressure situation where you're trying to win the game for your country, I don't believe that the batsman was taking any liberties at all. Okay, I believe she was deceived into thinking the ball was about to be delivered. I I, I think that you have yeah. a, you have to have anticipation of the ball about to being delivered. If you, you if must. you fake field, if you yeah. fake field, it's a five run penalty. Mm. And this was fake bowling. Yeah, it was because you, you, you look at the point where she's out of her crease and Deepa Sharma is staring at yeah. Charlie Dean. And she's not even looking. She's running and yeah. looking yeah. at the non striker the whole time. Yeah. And you can clearly see it from all yeah, the angles. Like, and that's the issue that I have. You shouldn't be teaching young bowlers just pretend to run in to see if you can sucker yeah. the non-striker out. Because what happens if Charlie Dean stays in a crease? Deepti Sharma is not in a position to actually deliver the ball. She would almost certainly have to bail out. Yeah. Because and she's not looking where she's bowling. And where's her penalty for that? Mm. Okay. And that's... I yeah. just... I put up a thing on our Facebook page uh, about a, a, an issue with that. Because I, obviously this I, is... I think... I think um, the big problem is I, I would still give the warning. You know, she yeah. didn't give a warning at all. Well, that's the that's the gentleman's um, rule. Yeah, okay. you don't that's have the gentleman's to give rule a warning, but that we've always played the game. Gentleman and gentlewoman. Yeah, mm-hmm. gentle person. Gentle person. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I can't stand calling them batters. Or <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. so it's hard when you right, when like you know when you were growing up and you said oh batters, uh, your dad always went well, they're not playing baseball they're playing cricket call them batsmen and now you hear everyone say batters and it's yeah. like because we've got you here. still your brain still goes you've got that wrong for just a second yeah. <laughs> anyway the game is totally unisex now it's and yeah. we have to go all the time yeah batters is fine. Yeah, yeah. I have to but, get used to it. Yeah. The thing that I put up on our Facebook page was a, a, a proposition because every time we've had a, a rule that has caused this much division, cricket has gone, okay, what you did was in the rules, but we hated it, uh-huh. so we're getting rid of it. So body line. There's nothing legal about body line. At that point, he was perfect within the rules. There's nothing saying that you can't bowl six bounces and over. Mm-hmm. There's nothing saying that you can't have nine catches on the leg side for all these short balls. It was perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. We came out of that and went, we actually didn't envision when you we made these rules that uh, people would exploit them this way. Yeah. Um, we don't like that. That's not the brand that we want to play, so we're getting yeah. rid of that. Now you can only have two behind square on the leg side. There's a limit to how many bounces, et cetera, et cetera. The underarm ball. I believe the rule actually is the ball, you have to deliver the ball with a straight arm and it can't bounce more than twice. And if you roll it, it hasn't bounced more than twice. So an underarm ball is technically legal. Well, was technically legal. Right. We used it to win a game against the, the, the Kiwis. Absolutely. And we've gone, yeah, look, all right, that was allowed, but we hate it. So you can't do that anymore. And every time this happens, and let's face it, it's really just one nation that does it. Yeah. And they all go... Stuff your spirit of the cricket, it's in the rules, we're allowed. And everyone else sort of goes, yeah, but do you feel good about it? 
Yeah, why, yeah, why don't we? They do. Why not well, save see, the scandal? See, to me, the, the difference is okay, the underarm ball made it impossible for him to hit a six. All right? So I, I forget the name of the batsman. Brian McKechnie. Thank you. Um, it was impossible. So, and with body line, they deemed it pretty impossible to, to play cricket. Well, it's, it's not impossible to. To avoid the man cat. It's very, it's, but, very easy. But it's in the rules. So it doesn't, it doesn't say, well, you can't do it because it's impossible to hit a six. We changed yeah. the rules because we went, that's actually pretty crap. That's a really crap way to win a game. We don't want people winning games like that, so yeah. let's get rid of it. Yeah, So, um, but, but like, you know, he couldn't have flicked it up with his foot and hit it for six. It's, but he still could score runs it, off it. You don't yeah. have to change rule because it completely eliminates one. Yeah, he, you know, he, if he you wasn't bowl, going to hit it for six. If you bowl a Yorker, you can't hit a pull shot, but we don't ban people from bowling Yorkers because it excludes a, a certain shot that people can play. It's Yeah. It's just... I'd like to see somebody play a pull shot to a Yorker. That would be something to say. My, my to, idea, to me, it's very easy to inform the under, man. Just under, don't leave early. I understand that been, it's... there's been... Batsmen have stealing, been stealing metres for a long, long time. As and well. I understand like that it's, it's an time. easy fix for the batsman. What I'm suggesting is, yeah. rather than having the scandal, and every time this happens, we either have we have one side of the people going, yeah. we're better than this, and all the bowlers are sitting there going, well, I'm just following the rules, and you're making out like I'm, I'm turning into a pariah because I'm playing yeah. by the rules. Rather than have the scandal, rather than backing bowlers into a corner where they're either, if they don't do that, they're throwing like they're letting they're letting their team down. There's an opportunity to take a wicket and win the game, yeah. or they play with their morals and then you know what if England win that game when they could have done that. So rather than backing the bowlers into a position where they've got to choose between following the rules or being a pariah, why not just turn it into using the same technology we use for the front foot? Because the yeah. third umpire is looking at every delivery anyway. You just have it that if you leave the crease before the ball is bowled, so looking at the way the batsman is, you leave the crease before the, bat, the ball is bowled, it's one short. You're one short. Yeah. If you do that multiple times, you know, you're deemed to be taking an advantage, you, you then put a penalise. So say, and it's not per batsman, so, you put per team. So yeah. if you do it three times in an innings, on the third instant of an innings, it's a five-run penalty. So where and do you where do you count it when the ball is left? Well, the rule the rule hand? is currently when the ball leaves the bowler's hand. So just take yeah. a wider shot, and if the ball bat is still in the crease, well, the bat's batter is still in the crease when the ball has left the hands. It's fine if they leave before that at any point. Yeah, you it the umpire calls one short for the first two, and then five-run penalties for every infringement after that. Well, I mean, it, yeah. it will basically just the way I would see that working is you would just have to take a wider shot. So, because they look at the front foot, the ball isn't delivered when the front foot lands. Mm. You know what I mean? You, you, yeah, you just you, take yeah, a wider shot. You take a there. wider shot, and probably you'd have to go another and the, and the same three thing, or four frames. And the same thing is they can, um, you know, there's they usually is a slight delay if there's a front foot. You yeah. know, by the time that they get to the yeah. um, the next delivery, they yeah. would look at it. And the same thing they do with the signal. Yeah. The umpire just goes, "We've heard from upstairs, uh, you're one short," yeah. and then the bats would go, "Oh." And if you want to, if you want to go further than that, and if it's a position where you've got a number nine and a number one batsman, and the number one batsman's trying to get back on strike, you know, maybe put it in the rules that if in that particular case they've only run a one, you've got to swap them back over. I don't know, but I think that would be a better way of doing it. That's because, starting to get complicated. Yeah, then you, I know. You're, you're I, basing rules on batting positions. Yeah, I that think it's simply you just give them one short for being true. Because let's face it, if you steal a single. 
in most games, right. it's not a humongous deal. Right. One run doesn't change the outcome of a lot of games, right. but a wicket right. is way more valuable than a run. Yeah. And it's and we all hate it. Yeah. Everyone hates it. We've been taught from no, we don't do that. You give a warning first, mm. and so you've just got a hundred years of cricket etiquette screaming, no, 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 that's not how we do things. Yeah. And then it just turns into this massive thing. So Deepthi Sharma, through no fault of her own, playing by the rules, has now been dragged through the mud, and everyone's got their two cents about it. And it just seems to be a problem that we has don't need solution. to have. Yes, the the answer should be stay in your crease the whole time. But why not just get rid of that as a mode of dismissal? Don't teach bowlers to be deceptive like Sharma was because while she is getting dragged through the mud, there's no two ways about it. She, she did ran what in, she, she did. She ran in to get a run out at the non-striker's end. Yeah. And I think the really way, a really good way to see it is are we comfortable? We're comfortable as, a, as an audience seeing five bold, five caught behinds, five LBWs, five run outs, you know, because it requires... Skill. Aspect of skill. Are we really going to say, as an audience, that we're happy with cricket as a spectacle if we lose five batsmen to being man-catted throughout an innings? I, that will never happen, though. Like, all it will take is one person to be man-catted in a big game and the batsmen will stop you, losing you, you it. It's a you pretty don't big know game, it. a one-day international. You don't know that it won't happen. But if, it's, if, yeah. we're, if we're happy, like, oh, are we oh. happy as... So this is forget about yeah. the, the the likelihood. Would watching a game of cricket, if you watched five batsmen dismissed via mancad, yep. would you be happy as uh, someone watching yes, the game? Yes, because I, I like don't leave you don't early. you don't you're telling me something you don't even believe. You I, can't tell me <laughs> that you would enjoy the game if you're watching the five of the top order wickets getting you, you don't believe that and I don't believe that you believe that. As a as a I fan watching the well, game and I don't I'm sure it I'm, I'm sure on principle I have never man counted anyone by the way. No, and not <laughs> um, I and I would never do it. I've never even done like the the stop and like I, I've done the stop a couple of times when guys have been taking liberties, okay, but you just stop and you just look at it and go, really, mate? Okay. And yeah. generally, they don't do it again. Yeah. As a general rule, they don't do I, it again. I just hold this. You stand near the ball next to the stumps and see, mate, really? I, I don't believe for a second that you could watch a, a, an international game where there were five man well, dismissals well, me, without having a, a bitter taste in your it, mouth. It'd be, a, it'd be a bit of a spectacle. <laughs> Just be like, I reckon what the hell be, is going on here? And that's, <laughs> and that's the point. If, we, if we're not happy to have a whole team dismissed by a man cat, then we should be really have it as a dismissal. We could happily have 10 people bowled, 10 people caught behind, 10 people run out, 10 people LBW. You'd love but, to see 10 people LBW. That'd be quite as quite bowling. But when we know. talk about having someone run out at the non-striker's end, once we all go, ugh, I don't know how I feel about that. But if we're not happy to have 10 people run out at the non-striker's end, it then shouldn't be a rule. Well, it shouldn't yeah, be a rule. I, I, I don't like that, but I also don't like watching in, in slow-mo where the guy runs in and bowls and the batsman is two metres down the crease. Yeah, and, I and that's feel, where there has to be a penalty for yeah, that behaviour. I'm not suggesting yeah. that they should be able to get away with it. And I even think that if um, you leave... I like the one short idea, actually. I, I reckon you, you bring in a free hit 
for the uh, or even if they've done for the bowler. They've done um, it three times. It's a free hit. You call it a no ball and a free hit. No, free I hate, hit I hate in, the bowlers. You get free to hit. punch him in the gut. <laughs> oh, sorry. Right. So you mean free violence? <laughs> free violence. <laughs> yeah, those um, are my thoughts. I think it's a way that <laughs> cricket can keep that spirit of cricket gentlemanly. Because that's the thing I like about cricket is it's it's a sport. We talk about spirit of the cricket all the time, and I know that there are plenty of examples of every team not following the spirit of the cricket. Everyone's done yeah. something wrong. But as a whole, we try to keep the whole idea that it's a gentleman's game. Spirit of cricket is the main thing. And what that says to me, what I take away from that, is that as a sport, we have decided that despite the fact that there are rules that make it easier for us to win, it's not the right way to win and we treat our opponents with respect. And yeah. doing these things is disrespectful to our opponents. So the whole idea is a- that it is more important to treat our opponents with respect than it is to win the game. So you're in the game the right way. And do we really want to be dragging our genteel game? Because let's face it, as cricket lovers, part of what we love about the game is that unwritten rule, uh, the the way that you go about things. Mm. That's part of why I love the game. It's different in spirit to, to baseball because I suppose your equivalent rule there is like the guy leaving first base too early. Yeah, but that's a, that's a skill that they're taught in that game, and that's yeah. a, that's a relevant skill. I mean, base stealers, are, are, yeah, you know, they're well, you know, yeah. it's a, it's a skill, you know, and particularly yeah. being able to steal from and second the thing to is, third. And that's the, a massive skill. And the thing yeah. is, too, it is a widely accepted skill set that you're allowed to yeah. have. Whereas in cricket, for the entire time, it's been taught, no, no, no. You can't do that. You yeah. can't run you out of the non-strikers end. That's poor form. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's a little bit of different there because if you throw someone out at first from the yeah. from the pitcher, the pitcher throws the guy. Who's, yeah, that's well done. You, yeah. that's amazing. He's Absolutely, got a, he's got to tag up. There's, he's um, taking too much space. There's so this is. I mean, this is kind of my en- argument. There's like. etiquette there. Yeah. Look, I don't. I, I, as a rule, like I don't necessarily have an. If you're doing the wrong thing, you should get. I just don't think that it should yeah. be the wrong thing. I think just get rid of it completely because yeah. every time it happens, it just turns into a massive yeah. shit fight yeah. on the internet. Eliminated, eliminated as a dismissal and penalise batsmen for being ridiculously stupid for running two meters down before the bowler lets the ball go. Hmm. Penalise him because the bowler's being penalised. Okay, the fielding team is being penalised, so his behaviour as the batsman should have consequences. And I think I think this might go to explaining why we've seen a decline in the direct hit runout in say twenty twenty cricket. There's not as many direct hit runouts. That's actually an interesting point. There's I not, think I think a yeah. lot of it is there's a lot of school of thought that you get your gloves in front of the stumps and guide them onto the stumps so that yeah. you don't. You have to that it's slower to then wait for the ball to come past yeah, and, and go bring the back. Ball back. But what it does, it means you never get the direct hit because yeah. you're always intercepting the ball before the stumps. And so that's another think, that's that's another thing I just can't. It's something I was again, always taught yeah. to catch the ball behind the stumps. Uh, yeah, like that. That was that was just how you did it. Yeah. You called batsman a uh, batsman batsman. You called <laughs> the ball behind the stumps, and you didn't leave your crease at the yeah. non-striker's end yeah. until you saw the ball. In the air, and, like, and my favourite one is. I, I, this is long. I'm starting you know, to sound this old. is weird. I was about to say that. It's sounding I, really and, old. And this is something <laughs> that I have never done, and it's happened to me quite a bit. You know, over the years, yeah. whenever I've run, 
and the, I've been hit by the ball in the field, that's yeah. it. That's no more running. Okay. Well, you're actually allowed to run. You we're are, allowed to run the whole time, yeah. but it's it's seen as etiquettely okay to run if it hits you. It's just not seen as etiquettely okay if it hits your bat. Yeah. So I think it's oh, like, no. all right, you had to cop a cricket ball to the back of the head. No. You can steal a run if you want to. If you can, if, if you're able no. to. I was never, never taught that. Yeah. It's like if the ball makes contact with you from the fielder and it deflects away and you could have got more runs, yeah. no, you don't run. It's just something you don't do. And yeah. I mean, or, that, you know, if, it, hits, haven't if seen... it hits you in the balls, you just can't run. <laughs> yeah, well, well, you know, that's just a given. But anyway, it's, you know, that's part of the, of the beauty of, of our game. Yeah, there's... That we have these little quirks yeah. in it that, and, and a that lot of 99% it... of people observe and honour. And like I said, it's, it's honestly, it's about just treating your opponent with respect. With respect. And yeah. sometimes that... Treating your opponent with respect means it's harder for you to win. But, you know, this is seen as a distasteful way to do things. Yeah. And so we don't do it. Despite the fact that the rules say, yeah, you're allowed to. We just go, eh, it's a bit yeah. of an icky way to, to win. So yeah. we're just we're just not going to. And as, as a sport for a long time, yeah. we've mostly done that with a few renegades and things yeah. pushing boundaries. And usually when they push boundaries, they the, the sport goes, no, <laughs> yeah. that is not how we do things. It's in the rules. It's not how we do things yeah. and we move yeah. on. And it just seems to be this is the one that's – and I have a feeling because of the country that typically does it, wields a lot of the power in world cricket. World cricket has never really made a big move to to ban it because – It well, causes too much of an issue. But, like, you know, the underarm ball had one, one time. We One time we underarm ball, gone, no more, don't do it anymore. Australia did that to New Zealand, ain't happening again. Yeah. Despite the fact that everyone gets up in arms about it, and I know I don't need everyone coming at me going, it's really easy to fix. I know it's really easy to fix. But just what I'm saying is there's enough scandals in sport. Maybe this is one that a headache the cricket can just go, you know what, let's just do things a little bit differently, protect the bowlers, yeah. and keep the spirit alive where we're not having these ugly dismissals. The problem is that the way the world's gone nowadays where you're trying to get every single advantage in professional sport that you possibly can until you clarify this, yeah. yeah, it will happen again. And it's clarified as it's in the rules. It's allowed, yeah. and that's all there is to it. Yeah, so um, from the point of view of clarification of are we go we're going to allow this? Clearly, the I the ICC in their statement has said, "Well, look, we think it's okay," which I I don't have much time for the ICC in in the, a lot of range. You know, the guy who's running the ICC, I like to flog him with a bull whip, but that's another story. Um, I don't see how this issue gets resolved until they oh. they take that rule out. At the end of the because day, it's... Because it's going to continue to cause controversy. I don't care that it's in the rules. I mean, that's what the bottom line is. I don't care it's in the rules. I want it gone. And if you want to say, well, you're taking away a mode of dismissal and you're giving all the advantage to batsmen, no, no, no. Now, because we've got the technology to look at every front foot, no ball, every ball, okay, we're now going to... Go a couple of frames further and see where he is when the ball's delivered. And if he's out of his crease when the ball's delivered, he'll be one short. Mm. And then if he does it again, he'll be one short again. Then if he does it again, we go a free hit. Nah, or don't do no it. ball. Just go off. Just go a uh, free hit first ball of their innings. Obviously, yeah. yeah. Just, just <laughs> go. Cool, just go. The, just go. The, <laughs> go the, the 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 thing. It have to be. It have to be a fire run penalty. Yeah. Yeah. Or a punch in the guts. Oh, um, or, or, yeah, or, or, or being, <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Sorry okay, be, okay. There's got to be something there that, that, that penalises the batsman for his behaviour, which really 
if we're going to take that mode of dismissal away that we really don't like, we can't. It can't all be for the batsman. The batsman has to stay in his crease, and if he does it a couple of times, there's a penalty for it. I just hate the idea that bowlers are going to be taught the skill to yeah. run in and bowl and not bowl. It's not, and that's yeah. what this that's what this exactly. encourages. This, exactly. I don't. I hate the strategic. It's man, be if you've got the batsman being blatant. Yes. I, I'd be more on board with it, but this wasn't blatant. No. This was, and it never seems to be blatant. Okay, like even like the one a couple of years ago, when Ashwin Mancatted, who was Butler, was, I was think. it Joe, Josh Butler? Oh, he, he was probably taking a little bit of a liberty with his running. Okay, but it's a high pressure IPL game. This is the thing that where we need to do something about the rule because when you put under pressure. When the stakes are so high and you have the option to behave that way, people are going to choose to behave that way. Yeah. They're going to go for the man card. They're going to do whatever they need to do for their franchise to win. Well, I mean, that's that's how you get to where you are. Exactly. Yeah, to and that's why it needs to be. Yeah. You, you know, you don't see a lot of non-competitive guys rise to the top of professional cricket or professional anything. But for yes. a, yeah, but for a hundred odd years we've had, you know, and the, cricket's been pretty professional now for yeah. about 50 years, Yeah, you know, since World Series I mean, cricket. I think professionalism is one thing, poor yeah. sportsmanship is another. Yeah, and I just think we should don't put the bowlers in a position where they've got to choose between poor sports and being yeah. competitive. And particularly, and that's what, got, it's, and that's what it is at the moment. When you have certain elements of, who, of players who do this, that have shown a propensity to not being necessarily the most sportsmanlike in their conduct in other matters as well. So yeah. it's know. just a really, and it's because it's so much of the world. I mean, so much of the world considers it poor sportsmanship, despite the fact that it's in the rules. And I just don't think it's fair to, especially young players coming through that just they're just trying to win the game for their their yeah. team. And they, and they shouldn't be put into position. And honestly, the rest of the world maybe should take a chill pill, but that's what 100 years of tradition does yeah. to a, to anything. Yeah. If you do things a certain way for over a century, it becomes ingrained behaviour, and it's a, a far more difficult thing to change. And usually when you have 100 years' worth of ingrained behaviour, change is reacted to violently. Mm-hmm. Like in, in anything, not just sport, anything. You're trying to inject in, change into a system that has been going a certain way that, that's very rarely... Embraced. It's it's usually change is a violent thing that happens to any system that has been locked in a certain way for that long. So I just think, yeah, we're we're not doing the sport any favors by every time someone does something that is in the rules, the world at large goes, "What are you doing? That is not cool." And I just, you know, we should be maybe looking at a way that essentially we we, we need to send a message to the ICC that essentially you summed it up. This is not cool. That's it. It's just not cool. And then let's just take it out of the rules and penalise the batsman in a different way. Yeah. He's got him! Knocked him over! The pressure was too much! Moving on to some more cricket, we've got uh, England have just finished a seven-match T20 international series against Pakistan. In Pakistan, more importantly, which is huge for uh, the nation of Pakistan, finally getting... um, yeah, England back over there. As I said in the intro, first time in I think it was about 15, 16 years. So. Yeah, and on top of their promise to have gone there a couple of years ago and then pulling the plug for all sorts of just ridiculous reasons, they certainly, does, you know, to go there and um, they played very well too, by the way, England. 
Yeah, they did. Well, both teams played well. The series yeah. ended up being um, 4-3 to England. So it went down to the wide the very last game to, to split the difference. So, And some really phenomenal performances. Um, Rizwan uh, was phenomenal at the top. Um, probably the, the main difference between the two teams when you, you want to boil down all the analysis of it is that Barbara's arm didn't have a great series. Mm. He had a couple of poor games in the, in the first few games. I think he was out for a duck and a one and a, a, you know, a couple of really low I, scores. I think what it was is he played well and when they won and he didn't play well when they didn't. I think he, yeah. he scored 100, I'm pretty sure, in the, the first game with Pakistan. Was it, one. was it in the first game? Well, the first game that Pakistan won, I'm pretty oh, sure. No. Was they won, yeah, 203. Yeah, it was so the second yeah. game overall. Well, was that the um, game where they batted through? They yeah. didn't lose a wicket? So they chased down 199. <laughs> they scored <laughs> 203 for none is what yeah, they scored. So. That's right. And um, Rizwan got a lazy 80 in there as, as well. So Man. he's a wonderful player, that player. Uh Harry Brook, who yeah. we're talking about trying to get a spot in the uh, England test side. Uh, managed to get in and play some games over here. He scored an absolutely swashbuckling 80-odd, yeah, which was just... He's, he's a good player, isn't he? Sparkling he's to watch. He's a real so good, good player. Will Jacks, actually, I think, opened in that game for yeah. England, and he's a guy that came out with a, a lot of promise out of the NatWest T20 Blast to play some BBL mm. and never really found his footing, never really got going, um, yeah. um, which is really disappointing because I've watched a bit of the Blast uh, and seen what he can do, and he's an absolute clean striker of the ball. I just, yeah, never found his feet. But over here, he finally got in and made a really good start, a real quick 540, or looked really yeah. good. He's got a dynamic name, too. Yeah. Will Jacks. It's yeah. like Heath Streak. Yeah, you, you <laughs> could see him having his own action figure and everything like that, couldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> Will Jacks. Will, the Will Jacks G.I. Joe. I mean, his last name is a character from the Mortal Kombat series. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like... it is. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you could end up being like one of those like airport novels that are just like yeah. B grade action movies and even yeah. print form. Yeah, but they'd have yeah. to they'd have Will. to have Fabio on the cover. Yeah, Will the Will yeah. Jacks. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mark back to the cricket. Mark yeah. Wood came back and I think yeah. he was hitting 157. Oh, yeah. um, Some serious heat from that. Nine, sorry, 97 miles per yeah, hour. 97 mate. miles an hour. Did, did you see that footage of him? He was. I'm not sure what happened, but he was in, in for surgery. And um, he was, you know, still goofy from whatever they, they put him under. And uh, they were, I think it was, yeah, it was for, for his recent injury. And he said, you know, in his sort of half still like uh, drugged out um, state, he said, I'll still be able to hit 150. Or, you know, mm. he wouldn't have said that because he would have talked in miles per hour. But, yeah. you know, I'll still be able to bowl 95. Yeah. That's some serious yeah. hit, man. That is that's probably the top of the tree at the moment. I don't yeah. think there's be anybody in the world who's who's consistently well, hit Stark, 90... Stark's not hitting those one fifty miles, no. and I don't think he will. No. He'll focus on swing at yeah. one forty five from here yeah. on in. Which is, I think, that's probably a fair enough skill set to be bringing to the to the table. Yeah, um, it, it takes an awful lot to be a really, really genuinely quick bowler. Yeah. You know, you look at you look at the effort. The, the, probably the two fastest guys at the moment running around would be Norkia from South Africa and Norkia is a freak. He yeah. he is just scared. He doesn't Nor- even look like he's trying, does he? I, I watch like, Norkia bowl, and I think to myself, that action has to be slowing him down. Like if he had a more natural side on looking, he'd probably find five or six kilometers per hour. But then you look at it, go 155. How much faster <laughs> does he want to be? Well, actually, you know, if you said to a, a bowler. Of his pace, 
I'll give you two years where you get the ball 162 Ks an hour, and then after that you're done. I guarantee you they'd all put their hand up and say, yep, I'll do that. I'm sure he's had every biomechanist under the sun <laughs> yeah, just like, going, what, tweet, the, what the hell is look this, Look at his mate? technique and go, all right, this is what's working. But he just, yeah. he just looks, because he's really chest on, just yeah. looks like it should be oh, slower. And yeah. it, um, when, when you say biomechanics, I just imagine someone who's like giving him a bionic leg. <laughs> yeah. a, scene, a scene from the Matrix. Yeah, laps on, it's like, yeah, that'd help. I mean... <laughs> Yeah. Um, so back to back to the the Pakistan series. So yeah, Mohammad Rizwan was the leading run scorer in six matches, scored three hundred and sixteen runs, hit four fifties. Harry Brook, as we were talking about, he was the third high scorer. He had uh, he had six innings, two hundred and thirty eight runs at. A high score of 81, but a strike rate of 163. It's just ridiculous, isn't it? Um, and you, you, as an Australian supporter, um, we're going to be seeing some of this guy, I figure, in the next couple of years, and we're probably not going to enjoy a lot of it. No, oh, I can't imagine. He looks he looks <laughs> he, class, doesn't he? Looks he looks like a very, very good player, man. Uh, and in terms of the the bowlers, um, Harris Ralph, who made his yeah. breakthrough in, in the big bash as well, he yeah. led with uh, eight wickets. Yeah. Um, it wasn't really a bowlers series, was it? I mean, there was some decent totals put on the, on the board in in most of the games. I mean, I yeah. think the lowest the lowest scoring game would have been about 150, 160. <laughs> it's been a bit of a batsman's paradise, Pakistan. Probably. Yeah, but well, yeah. I find it extraordinary when you consider their strength is their pace bowling. Yeah. And they don't prepare wickets to help their pace bowlers. It's like, what are you yeah. guys doing, yeah. man? Where well, you? you mean if you if you give it to them too easily? Yeah. <laughs> but so uh, I suppose slog, slog it out on these roads for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, and, and then they will know that, that you yeah, could. Yeah. You know? <laughs> talking, talking, Mark Wood again. He only played in two of the games, yeah. and he took six wickets at an economy of five and a half. Yeah. yeah so he right. was the. He was the it was too third, quick to hit. Third leading, he was the third leading wicket taker and only played two games, which is yeah. um, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, so yeah, both of those guys got a pretty good tune up, and you'd have to say that um, both of them are going to be at the point. Like they were at the pointy end. Everyone was before the last World Cup was saying it'll be an England Pakistan final, yeah. and they both ended up falling short in the in the semis. Yeah. Um, and you'd have to say that that's. Probably they're going to be they're going to be the pointy end again. Um, mm. There were some wobbles in that think, England side, but it looks I do like... think that this T Twenty World Cup coming up is going to be a very competitive tournament, and it's I don't necessarily see that there's any outright favourite at this point in time. India aren't playing that well. I mean, we'll, we'll get to them shortly, but they're not playing great T Twenty cricket at the moment. They're having success in some games, but they're also being found out certainly with their death bowling. Um, hasn't been great over over a period of time. Um, England are going to be strong. Pakistan will be strong. I think will be very strong. Um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a pretty open series, and, and it's going to. I think a lot of it's going to depend on momentum. I think, you you, I think New momentum. Zealand New Zealand will be an interesting team as well. I think they'll um, you know they always get up for those tournaments. So yeah, um, yeah and I think England will be. Really happy for the Gallup because they're well. They've had quite a few players that are in their setup that have played in Australia before. Alex Hales was brought back for this tour. Yeah. Uh, Liam Livingston, you imagine, is going to be you know, a fairly big. Oh, he'll part play. Of that. In, he'll play in Australia. Yeah. Mark Wood will yeah. be a player that they end up using. Um, yeah. So there's been there's a lot of players that have experienced playing in Australian conditions. Oh, through the Big Bash or obviously through one day international tours and things like that, yeah. uh, and they've, you know they've done a job 
and so they're not going to be overawed by coming to uh, foreign conditions. They'll they'll be up for it. They know that they've got the skill sets to succeed on Australian decks. Yeah. Um, you know, Pakistan again, like Pakistan, are just they're one of the best nations in the world at, at short form cricket, and have yeah. almost always been one of the best teams in the world. There's never yeah. really been a period where Pakistan you count Pakistan out as a as a T20 nation. So they'll, yeah. they'll be good for the, the tuna. I think. Uh, they're playing South Africa at the moment, aren't they? No, yeah. India's playing South no, Africa. India's playing South Africa, and um, like, I think they won the first game, India, or it might be one all. I'm pretty sure South Africa's won one as well. Um, but uh, yeah, so like, it's just, it's just a really momentous series. Thing. You can't, you, as a cricket fan, you can't be, uh, even if you're not really interested in. Like, if you're not an England or Pakistan fan, you've got to have a soft spot yeah. rare for the fact that um, the cricket's finally getting its way back. Yeah. It's becoming a normal a normal thing in Pakistan again. So, And yeah. there was some, you know, like I said, it was a bit of a, you know, it was a bit of a batsman's paradise, but um, it was good cricket being played. Yeah, exactly. you, got to, you got to see some good hitting. Yeah, and it probably turned out in the overall scheme of things in what I've seen of the games, England were probably slightly just the better team over the seven games. So like, they, they pick up the series win. And probably the first series win they've had overseas for a while, I would have thought. So. Well, I, I watched the, the NBA. Basketball is one of my other you know, yeah. favourite sports. And uh, in the playoffs there, they play the best of seven games. Every series for the playoffs is, is yeah. best of seven games. And they say all the time there that there is – there's no Cinderella stories in a best of seven series. If you're playing a seven game series, more often than not, the, the better team, team wins. the better team wins. Yeah. You, if mm-hmm. you can't, you can't win four games out of seven. Yeah. You probably weren't the best team, and so they were all close competitive games. But uh, I think yeah, that's that's the result there. England got up four three, and and, and, and they so had to fight, had to fight back to. It is a reasonable length of series when you're talking about 2020s. Yeah. Seven games. And yeah. they, they kind of jammed them in on one another too. I think yeah. it's only taken two weeks to play well, the seven I games. I think a so. lot of teams have, obviously, I'm not sure what it is, but there just seems to have been not a lot of T20 cricket played. And then all of a sudden we've got the World Cup, like, yeah. <laughs> end of this end of this month. Yeah. And then yeah. everyone's like, we're going to play, we're just jamming in T20 series. I think Bangladesh... New Zealand and Pakistan are playing a tri-nation series at the moment. Yeah. South Africa is playing against India. India just played well, it's us. Like, what, it's only what, 20 days away or something, isn't it? Or yeah, not that long. Yes, yeah, the end of October starts. So. We just played India. We're now just playing um, West Indies. the West Indies. That's uh, going on tonight <laughs> as we record this. So it's just sort of been like this really sort of lazy. They're going to be an interesting team as well, the West Indies, aren't I, they? I don't right? think they will be, to be honest. From, I saw the beginning of, yeah. uh, of the game, and I've, uh, after I came to the podcast, I've turned it off and I watched the replay when I get home yeah. um, we won the toss we sent them in and if they bat the way they're going to like that I don't think they'll be that interesting yeah. they'll be they'll be flamboyant flame outs I think they'll yeah. just yeah. Uh, Johnson Charles faced two balls one that he punched through the covers for three and the other one he just a big boom and hack that he got bowled on and yeah. I just think that uh, they're going to be a side that they'll they'll chase they'll put on a massive score or chase a massive score down when it when it Everything yeah. clicks, yeah. but in, in games where it doesn't click, I can see that team getting knocked over for under a hundred. Yeah, so consistency may be their issue. Um, do, you, I, do you really think they they've got the talent to go anywhere though? I, I'm, I'm it's not I'm, the best West Indies T Twenty squad look, I've, I've it, ever seen. If it clicks, I think the West Indies just by the way that they play their cricket, yeah. you can never count them out. Yeah. But 
from and admittedly it was only one game and they could turn it around and it'd just be like you know the first game jitters but they've they're coming mm. off their they're coming off it's, the CPL they yeah. they should be relatively battle tested that's yeah, not it's a interesting new... that they uh, they haven't brought Hayden Walsh Jr with them yeah, no, I, mean, I, I found he was, he, was a, he was a notable omission from the squad when you consider what he did to us when we went to the West Indies. I, yeah. I'm going to be honest, I haven't followed how he's gone since then, but it may no, just be a case that uh, he just no. hasn't been putting the performances in for him. Yeah, yeah. They've, they've gone with this left left arm orthodox bowler, I think. Yeah, Yannick Karaya. Yeah, 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 I've never heard of him before, but he apparently did quite well in the CPL. So yeah, you got to oh, pick, well. hope, you pick people on form, don't you? I don't but, know. Yeah. I like a good leggy. The um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, the big thing I think for the West Indies is that um, at the moment they look like a team that could quite easily be bundled out yeah. straight away. Mm-hmm. But with the West Indies, you never know what you're going to get. But exactly. they've got to they've got to they've got to tighten some things up. I think uh, we'll obviously have a chat about the series against Australia probably in our next episode. But uh, from the first ten overs that I saw before yeah. coming here, it wasn't great. wasn't wasn't great. There was no. um, Kyle Mayers played a pretty. A good very, a very interesting a very shot that he hit over extra, extra cover into the second tee off the back foot. Yeah, it's, um, it's sublime. That's the sort of thing yeah. that we, I think we can expect from them. We'll see these. That'll just be pockets of brilliance yeah. with pockets of oh my god, what are you doing? Yeah, um, and I just think that there there are too many good sides that are yeah, they're going to be too a, consistent. That they're in a groove and they know exactly how they're going to play. That yeah. you know. You just can't roll the dice every game against those teams and playing play sort of high, high percentage actually, cricket. It was actually yeah. interesting too. Like I didn't follow a lot of the CPL this year, but it seems to me from what I've seen that it was overseas players who dominated the CPL this year. There were quite which, a few, um, which suggests that um, maybe the, the West Indies strip aren't at their best. I think there was. I think it was. I think obviously there were more in terms of percentages. There were more overseas players at the top. There were some very good West Indian players that were right up there, as good as any import. Yeah. But I think obviously you're trying to pick the best players available, so yeah. they're naturally gravitating to the top. Whereas the West in in terms of the West Indian players, you obviously have a um, a spectrum of players, very very good ones to so the not so good ones because you're filling your side mostly with local mm-hmm. talent. Yeah. So I. I I think it's a little misleading that there's a there's a depth issue in the West Indies. I just think that the the imports just had a it was a year for imports having a, a good series. I know that Dewald Brevis had a pretty ordinary one, so it wasn't all rosy for imports. But um, uh, um, Kyle May has had a, an absolutely phenomenal um, CPL. So there was quite a number of West Indians that that did the job. But I just think when you're trying to pick the best international players available to come, and they're they're just they're just doing their job, and yeah. if they're doing their job, they'll naturally gravitate towards the top of your, uh, your your stats tables because if you're picking overseas batsmen to come over, you want them to score runs, and mm-hmm. they did, and you want your bowlers to come over and take wickets, and they did. Yeah. Uh, right. So uh, right after this, we'll get stuck into uh, the Australian India series and uh, the gems that we uh, uncovered there. Mm-hmm. Here we go, Ryan Harris. So in the middle of our uh, the beginning of our sporting summer, where Australia is, uh, despite the fact that they are hosting a T20 World Cup, have decided the best way to prepare for that is to fly to India to play some uh, T20s over in India. I'm sure in we can all see the foreign conditions in. Yeah, 
let's just give the boys a good dose of jet lag a couple of weeks out. I mean, what a ridiculous time of scheduling. Um, money talks. Money yeah, talks. Sadly. Money talks. It was an excellent series. It was a very good series, and yet again, our 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 man. I think we can consider him our man, Cam Green. Oh, the he's kid, our man. Cam the kid. I thought Cam. you were going to say Nathan Ellis. I mean, well, but, Nathan but Ellis he's, was he's very man. He, yeah, like, he, he only ended up playing the one game, though. Yeah, he got injured, true. but he did have a good game. Yeah. So there was a bit of change. So they rested Cummins. No, Cummins went. Cummins went. They rested yeah. Warner. Yeah. They rested Marsh and Stoinis. Well, um, Stoinis was injured, wasn't he? Again. Yeah, well, he was nursing a niggle. Yeah. So he probably could have played, they were saying, but we decided, well, why take the risk? We're going to yeah. send. And so they um, they changed things out, and they added Cam Green to the squad, and then they opened the batting with Aaron Finch and Cam Green, which was what we've seen as an absolute masterstroke because Cam Green absolutely killed it over there. Yeah. Um, the first game of the series, uh, the – India went first. I thought Australia bowled relatively well right up until right at the death and we, for some reason, gave Cam Green the the, the 20th right, over, yeah. which went for about 20-odd runs. <laughs> and then he, got them all, then he got them all back. Yeah. And very yeah. quickly, too. Mm. Very quickly. Well, when you, when you think about the skill set, somebody sat down and gone, okay, we've got Cam Green in this squad. Where can he be effective? And it does make sense. Yeah. You know, he, well, he doesn't hit from ball one. He needs that time. No, he, he doesn't. Actually, yeah. the third game, he proved that he doesn't. He, on, If you don't watch the third game, and I'm not saying this is the ideal Way technique to, to do it, but he came out and he was locked and loaded, yeah. and every ball he tried to hit for four or six. Yeah, every right. ball. Yeah. He and, didn't. Uh, and you got to remember, he missed three balls in a row, and he made his... 50 off 17 balls. Yeah. He mm. missed three balls that he didn't hit. He he just went, cool, we're, we're setting a total. I, uh, we've, I'm just going to go out. If it's in my arc, I'm hitting it to space. And that's every single ball he played a shot to. There was no, just let that one go or just prod that to a fielder. He, boom, every ball. Now, the reason he got out is because uh, Bhuvaneshwa Kumar hid the ball away from him a few many times and he tried reaching to try and hit one that was short and outside off over long on for six and ended up toe-ending it up in the air. So not, not the best way to go about it. And I think that's where Cam Green, his next stage of development will, as a limited overs batsman will come is that he has all the time in the world. T20, yeah. one day, test match, doesn't matter with the shots that he was playing, with the how hard he can hit the ball, with yeah. just how flawless his technique is. He doesn't need to manufacture that. He just sometimes just take what you're given because you will get a ball that you can heave ho for four or six. Yeah. If it's not quite in your arc, there is no shame in just dabbing that one down and stealing no, a single. No, there was just none there of is that not a bigger got enough no. ground in the world. No. And when and when yeah. that clicks. When that clicks, that he knows it's all right if I hit this one for a single because when I get back up here, chances are the next one is going to be my arctic for four or six and I'll catch up. I don't need to hit every ball for four and I can actually rotate the strike and I've got time to get. As soon as that clicks and he's happy with that that mindset, he will be one of the highest paid T20 players in the world. The guy was uh, incredible. Yeah. Uh, even yeah. in that game where he, uh, Umash Yadav, who is quite an accomplished bowler, he came and hit him for four boundaries, just straight back over his head. Bang, bang, bang. No, nothing. Yeah. Don't care. Yeah. He, uh, he hit a, an absolutely astonishing 
on drive, Lofford on drive that went miles back off Jasper Boomerah. So Boomerah went and shortened him up, and then he just smashed him over. Just smashed him over square leg, <laughs> and by over square leg, I mean, I mean just toe. over the head of square leg. Yeah. He just it was flat. If square leg could have tried to catch it, he probably needed to jump maybe another foot, foot and a half in the air. But I tell you what, it would have been a cricket ball sized hole in his hand because he was not stopping yeah. that. That would have broken. He just hit it so hard. Yeah. This and is the thing. This is the impressive thing about Cam Green. The more that we see him, is that he's the effortless power. Yeah, it's effortless power, and it just comes off that bat so fast. Because we actually had a chat at work, probably right. about two weeks before we went over to India, and I said down the line, I think the best place might be to put a Mitch Marsh or even a Cam Green at the top of the order because they just play straight through the V, hard-hitting shots. And if you put them up there with the most balls possible inside the power play and just go tee off, because that's all Mitch Marsh does at three. Mm. Like, let's not kid around. There's no sort of savant technique to Mitch Marsh. We've just put him at the top. The power play is there. Mm. Finch does Marsh a favour and usually gets out pretty quick, so he gets in there to face as many balls with the field up as he can, and he hits the ball hard. Same thing with Cam Green. Put him. He should not be batting at six or seven or nah. eight for the one-day international side. Nah. He should be batting at four for the one-day international side. Nah. And he should be batting at one, two, or three for the T20 side because nah. this is a guy that just can come in from ball one and just go. And you just think if he gets, How he can, gets 40 balls, 50 nah. balls, he could have 130. Yeah. And, I mean, given, given what we've seen with Cam Green and actually given the side that's been produced in the in the game that's in progress while we're doing this at the moment and looking at the batting line up there that they've put out tonight, the Australians, how can Cam Green not be added to the World Cup squad? Well, how can he not be? I think the rules currently are you can only now make changes due to injury, but Agar and Stoinis are, Stoinis are is injured. injured. So Do you could make that play change. Tonight I, I, he's injured. Yeah, I think they should go uh, off and play some golf. <laughs> Get on that tee that Johnny Bairstow slipped. Oh, yeah. Uh. Um, but yeah, just that Indian series, like, I'm going to call it one all. It says 2 2 1 in the record books, right. but we're not going to count that. Eight over game. Eight over game. Um, and on the yeah. flip side, we talk about some good. Kale Rahul had a really good series with the bat. He batted phenomenally well. Man. Hardik Pandya was if he yeah. bats like that in Australia, he could be the difference maker and get India a World Cup win. That was staggeringly good. He has developed like since he's been able to come back and contribute with the ball. His game's gone to another level. He was captain of the of the IPL premiers, the yeah, Gujarat the, Titans. Yeah. Um, and he was brilliant for them. I watched a fair bit of him. I, I think he's a wonderful player. Yeah, yeah. And he's much, and much more dangerous now that he can contribute with the ball. And there's not a ground big enough for him either. Oh, so no, no. And he plays some. Ex- he was really the first guy that they talk about three sixty players. He's a genuine three sixty player. He's, he's ball places that you just can't. I mm. just some of the way that some of these Indian batsmen pick up the ball and he get them into the air to the leg side. They're just sort yeah. of sitting there going. How can you do that? Like no. just the like the whippiness of it. You just thinking, no. there's no way you should be able to hit that that far, and then just find a way. And I think that's no. really impressive, and obviously something that the IPL has um, no. has um, helped. Virat starting to find Virat starting to find a little bit of form again. Oh yeah, well he knocked out. Finally broke the the, the drought, and he got uh, 171 against who was it? The last it wasn't against us, but it was the last team they played. 
Yeah, they managed as a um, Bangladesh or someone. Oh, I can't remember. Oh, well, it wasn't one. It might have been Afghanistan. I think it was Afghanistan. It yeah. Afghanistan. He got 122 and won the games. Yeah, and um, it was his first uh, T20 International 100 as well. So, yeah, so um, And he's been scoring fairly consistently. So He's well, a guy I think he's primed for a very big World Cup. He, you know how much he loves playing out in Australia. I yeah. think he'd be, he's going to be a, a danger weapon. He's the, a very, very annoyed man, I would suggest, because he's been written off for the last three years. And now he's starting to, to click back in and he's going to make some people pay. Oh, yeah. I, I don't just don't want it to be us. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he'll ever get back to that stellar batsman that he was for that four or five year period where it didn't matter what he played. You know, one day internationals, tests, T um, twenties, he was just middling everything. He was the man. I can't ever see him being that dominant again. But he's still a class act, and he's still you know yeah. averages over fifty in Test cricket. He's a pretty good player. Well, actually, I think it dipped below 50. Has it gone down below 50? It's other? below 50 yeah. now. Yeah. But in the uh-huh. other two formats, he, he averages above 50. Yeah. I think. 50, That's extraordinary 51, I think, in yeah, 20 it's, it's supposed to be harder in those formats yeah. to average higher. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's one day international record is just absurd. Yeah. It really yeah. is. It's just he's absurd. One of the best. Yeah. He's he's one ever the best. Yeah. Oh, he's not the best. Vivian Richards is the best one day international. He, he is the. If we're talking about the modern one yeah. day international game, where, what the the what it's turned into, yeah. he is. He's comfortably the best yeah. of that. But when you factor in that how the one day international game was played when it first became a thing, yeah. um, so it was. More difficult to score those runs. I mean, you've yeah. got to you've got to walk before you can run. Yeah. And um, while everyone else was walking, Viv Richards was was jogging. Yeah. Uh, and I and think, running and running and, and yeah and catching a bus and waving to you on the way past. So and I think that's <laughs> out with you for me. It's yeah. I can't I can't I, I just don't know what Coley would have to do to supplant Viv Richards as the best one day international bats. I don't think. I don't, I don't, think, I don't think he can. And it's a personal thing anyway. I mean, there's a, there's a whole generation of people out there who've never seen Vivian Richards at his absolute best. Okay, trust me, folks, the YouTube videos don't do don't do him justice. You try sitting there for a whole day watching him. Belted your best, the great Dennis Lilly over mid-on for six at the MCG before there was ropes, by the way. Yeah. yeah. You know? Um, yeah, he made a double hundred in Melbourne that was just, you, you, you couldn't ask to see better in innings. Okay, and then the test series ended, and he come back to Melbourne and made a hundred in the one days in about ninety balls back in the days when you didn't make hundreds in ninety balls, man. Yeah, he, you know he was in my memory. Well, hundreds in in one day international cricket were rare enough as it was. Yeah. Like when you're talking yeah. about only knocking over you know two hundred and thirty, two hundred and forty as a as a, as a total, yeah. and you're yeah. scoring over a hundred of them. That just sort of didn't happen. You yeah. just but, but yeah, so moving back to the to the series, I think it was a good tune up for the for the Aussies. I think uh, we've still got some concerns about our death bowling, which is one of the reasons why I found it so perplexing that we ended up giving Cam Green the the death over in the first game. He really made up for it in the third game. I think he only went for four and over, and he's in his yeah. four overs. He's really well. Yeah, he was used in the in the time when he should have been used. Cam but, Green at the moment. He's he's not quite the finished article as a bowler. He's a he's a hit the heart deck hard sort of bowler, which works great out here. Will work wonderfully well in South yeah. Africa. He'll do well in England, particularly if he can keep that outswinger that he's got going. He'll do really well in England, India, Pakistan, 
those flat well, well, just the thing too is he just doesn't that. have the I don't think he has he hasn't demonstrated he has the skill set yeah. to to be adaptive in a final yeah. over. He's a guy that when you've got when there's still room there's still room to make mistakes and things yeah. like that. Bit of wiggle room. Batsmen aren't you know, batsmen in the last over, it doesn't matter what's happening. I'm hitting this ball for four or six. Yeah. I've only got Six balls to go. I'm hitting everything. But if they've got to be a little bit more, it's when you sneak a guy like Cameron. He just doesn't have. Yeah. He doesn't, doesn't have the Nathan, have, He doesn't have the Nathan Ellis skills. Yeah, which is more yeah. just like, and you think Pat Cummins was in that in that side, yeah. and you'd have to think that Pat Cummins is probably going to be one of the the guys that we use in that position at home, yeah. or a Nathan Ellis, or a Josh Hazelwood, why wouldn't they have staged it so you got greens overs out of the way to allow the players you think will close in a World Cup, which is just – it just boggles me in my mind a little bit. Do you think they're bit. coming in with definitive plans not being prepared to change them? They're going, right, well, we're going to give Cam Green the 20th over no matter what. I, I don't. I honestly <laughs> think it might have been a miscount. I, I think there's a lot of that in our side. Yeah. Just, and that's – But what you, I, you what, see it. I, yeah. If we didn't have a World Cup in a month – yeah, I could totally get on board. Let's see what can if we can get. We can get a guy that can bat at the top of the order and bowl the ninth or the eighteenth and the eighteenth, nineteenth, twentieth over. That's absolute gold. But I just don't see why we're experimenting with that. You know, half a dozen games away from a World Cup, yeah, and we well, really we should, should be fine. Should have settled that. we should be fine tuning the guys that are going to do that role. So you mm-hmm. should be giving Cummins, Hazelwood, you know. Maybe Zampa, if you're thinking Zampa could bowl the death, but the guys that you actually want to do at the moment, everyone's saying that Cam Green won't be in the World Cup squad. Which so uh, why are we putting him in a position where he's doing? Because we don't have a noted finisher. No, Stark is like the guy that we've got. Ellis isn't in the squad, but like that's sort of the. You know, Cummins hasn't really mastered it. Hazelwood, you wouldn't say he's really mastered it. Um, you know, Stark is. I, I don't think he's anywhere near the finisher he used to be. So I just don't understand why we're, we're giving a guy a perfect opportunity to practice closing out an innings and we give it to a guy that, for all intensive purposes, won't be at the World Cup, which just seemed like a bit of a weird tactical misstep to me. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I don't know. I think maybe they went out with that idea that come hell or high water, we're going to give Cam Green the, the 20th. So just, let's see what happens. Yeah, and I'm, 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 totally, and see what happens. And I'm totally on board with that. If there wasn't a World Cup literally around the corner, yeah, uh, it just was a bit odd. Yeah. Um, and it, it's yeah. essentially wasting an opportunity to, to fine tune your game by yeah. giving. Uh, but surely, I mean, how can we not? How can he not be in the squad? Yeah. How, how can, it's, uh, it's just uh, the mind boggles. We're taking the storm. Yeah, well, I, we don't know for sure. I think they've still got a week or so that they can make changes to the squad. And if there's any other injuries after that. You have to submit to the ICC, and they almost never get knocked back if you've actually yeah. got a genuine injury to the squad. Yeah. Um, I, I suppose there, there is something to say about loyalty to this team that got it done last time, but mm. just it's not like Stoyness has been setting the world alight, got an unlucky injury, and then Cam Green showing up and then played the, the big innings and we're talking about ousting him. Stoyness has not been in particularly good form and he's always like, injured. His, his form line would suggest that he is on the chopping block. And then we've got a guy that plays. Good Marsh will be there. Yeah. Marsh is in. But Marsh has got more credits in the bank than what the Stoin does. Yeah. And Marsh brings more with the with the ball. Well, not much more, but he brings more. And what's Stoin bowl these days? He's 
Dibble Dobbly Moody and Pace. I don't remember. It's been that long. Yeah, he's never contributed really with the ball for Australia. Mm. Okay, it's just how he is. And he hasn't made any runs of any note since the World Cup. Yeah, which is why, like, um, if it was a case of he was hitting his straps, pulled up with a niggle, and now we're looking at the the brand new shiny thing, it's like, okay, yeah, but, like, Stoyness was doing a job. But he hasn't really done a job since the World Cup. And um, it's, yeah, I think it's an odd one. When you've got to have Marsh in the side already, um, I just think it provides us like you got you had a bat marsh at three. And imagine you go Cam Green's gone out and smashed the ball around for five or six overs, softened the, softened everything up, and then Marsh walks out and smashes it around for six overs. We're going to be two hundred by. Well, the other thing is to so fifteen the, overs. Obviously, we don't. I don't know yet how this game against the West Indies progressed, but walking into this game today. You know, the big question was once we come back to Australia is where does Green go once Warner and Finch are available? Mm. Finch has batted himself at four, according yeah. to the list. I don't know whether or not they, he's going to – that's how it's going to be when they walk out. I'll find out once. And Steve Smith from the team. Well, yeah, Steve Smith wasn't in there. So they batted Marsh at three. They left Green at the top with Warner, left-right combination, and then had Marsh, Finch, and then Maxwell after yeah. that. Um yeah, if we're giving him this massive run in to the World Cup where Green gets to open the batting, surely then he's got to play. He's got to play. And then the yeah. thing is, too, is Finch has, doesn't matter what format he's been playing, Finch has been struggling to find the middle against the new ball. Maybe this might energise him for a, a, a strong World Cup. If, you, you know, yeah. mate, if it comes off that he comes in against a slightly older ball, the field gets spread a bit more because you know the openers have done their job. They've now got a stack of guys on the boundary. Finch actually gets time to knock the ball around, start feeling good about himself, yeah. and then man can tee off. Maybe think, four is the right spot for him. And then you've got to ask yourself, okay, we've found that four works for Aaron Finch. We get the most out of a captain who will be there. Who then now opens the batting? Yeah. And I don't think you can give it to Stoinis because he hasn't got any runs in the bank. And you've been yeah. trading him for the last two and a half years to be a finisher. And let's say he did that a good job at the World yeah. Cup. He was a finisher. And now we're going to take him out of that to put him at the top, or we've got a guy that has scored a squillion runs at the top of the order yeah. in the last they're, half dozen they're, games. They've just... got to be planning for him to, yeah. to be there. But yeah. Finch, They're going to send Stoinis on a, um, on a on a horse riding trip or something. Yeah. Okay. Oh, they're just gonna... <laughs> He's going to go and play golf with Johnny Bairstow. Yeah. Jo- George Bailey's just going to go rock up to Stoinis' house and just drop blocks of Lego all around the house to... <laughs> Try and injure him. Oh, he's injured. Oh, no, it sucks. I can't believe that yeah. you've done that. I'll have to play Cam Green. If you were healthy, I'd definitely and, pick you, Stoin. And surely the Stoin realises, too, yeah. that his head's got to be on a chopping block here. Yeah. You know, so he can, he, I'm sure he's going to be disappointed or whatever like that. But And he's been a good servant for us. Yeah. I don't see a future in the team for him with the guys we've got coming through. Mm. You know, like, let's face it. You've got Cam Green coming in. You're going to have guys like Aaron Hardy who aren't too far away who are much younger and do a, and do a better job of the ball and hit the ball just as hard. Where does the Stoin fit in over the long term? I think... But he's not young anymore. He's 33, 34. Yeah, I think it's time to cut our losses with him. He get, walks away with a very successful international career and we look to the future. You'd have to think that this the the end of the World Cup is going to be a a turning point because let's face it, the selectors right now, where we're talking about having common sense with the selectors, the selectors aren't doing that. For the last eighteen months, the selectors are being sports biopic writers. Mm. They're not being selectors. They're going, how great a story would it be for Aaron Finch to get a World Cup as, as captain? Mm. He got one. Wait a minute. Next year, 
the World Cup is in Australia. How good would it be if Aaron Finch could then captain Australia to back-to-back wins at home and then can ride off into the sunset on his home ground at the MCG? I'm pretty sure the finals at the MCG. I'm now spitballing, but I'm assuming that's where they'll put it. He could go off, ride off in the sunset, winning a World Cup on his home pitch. What a How story. great would that be for the proud Victorian captain? And it's just like, and it's just like, team. yeah, okay, yeah, right, cool. So you, you're writing this awesome sports biopic story, but Finch is not scoring any runs. <laughs> yeah, well, it wouldn't be a very good drama if he was in form. But if you've got to have that, the sudden combat, if, if the combat. if the form line continues, which there's nothing to suspect that it won't, because Finch has been struggling for ages, he won't get remembered for that. He'll yeah. get remembered because either we lose the World Cup and everyone will go, well, if we pick someone else, we might have won. We had to carry bloody Aaron Finch the whole way. (laughs) And if we win the World Cup, most people will be like, we won it in spite of him because the selectors wanted to give him that farewell. He's he's burnt up all of his credits to the point now that we we all accept that he'll be there. And I find it extraordinary because Australian cricket selectors are not known for their... For their generosity, I mean, look what they did to Ian Hurley. Look what they did to Steve Waugh. And I think Stoinis is sort of in the same boat. There just seems to be this collective, these, this bunch of blokes got the job done 12 months ago, so come hell or high water, we're giving them a chance to do it again. It's like, that's not how pro sport works. Uh. Like this isn't a local cricket comp. Like, yeah, if they're you, not, pick your mates. If they're not doing the job, and you've got a bunch of young guys so, that could potentially play for the next ten years, absolutely belting the door down. This is how it works. It's representative cricket. You you <laughs> score the runs at a, 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 a domestic level. You get picked for your, your state, uh, your international side, and then you do a job. If you're not doing the job, then you make way for the people that look like they are. Right. It's, it's, what it's I not... want to know is what Aaron Finch has done, and I'm not, I'm not disparaging his cricketing career. He's been a wonderful one-day player for us for a long time. He hasn't done the job for two years. What entitles him? What, where, where's this entitlement actually come from that we're going to do this massive sports biopic that's going to be so wonderful based on on the legacy of Aaron Finch? Uh, you know, we're not talking about one of the all-time greats. We're talking about a very, very good player who's done a great job for his country and has a very good record. But uh, where, where does this loyalty, I'm this gonna... idea of... Giving giving this to him come from? I'm going to scale that back a bit. I think when you factor in just – I think we, we sort of gloss over Aaron Finch a little bit because he's never played test cricket, and we're very much a test cricket nation. We love test cricket, and he hasn't done that. So, we, But if you're taking purely what he's done in the one-day and T20 formats, he would definitely be an all-time great for Australia. He's the third highest one-day international century getter out of all of our players. He would be the leading, I'd have to check it, maybe Warner, but he'd be right up there as one of our very best all-time T20 batsmen. So in that sense, I completely agree with your point, um, but if you, I just want to walk it back and go purely from the formats that we're asking him to be good at, Aaron Finch is an all-time great for Australia. He would be in conversations to make all-time... Australian T20 one. Yeah, he probably I doesn't, probably doesn't quite... I think you're entitled to a magical oh, mystery to it. I, yeah. I, 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 com- I completely agree. I completely yeah. agree with the point. You, 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 you need to be doing the job to keep doing the job. Yeah. But I just... We're talking about... Like, he, he would be an all-time great if we're yeah. factoring in one-day well, T20 just, cricket. Just he's an all-time great. in the history books. Yeah. We yeah. don't need to... And the thing is, to, this what we're doing by stringing this out is, like, his one-day international average is under 40. 
And Aaron Finch was a better batsman than that. We should be That's, remembering Aaron yeah. Finch for being a guy that has the third most one-day international hundreds. And his record now, because we just let him soldier on so long, is He's pretty average. Like, that's nothing special. I mean, his, his career kind of mirrors the Game of Thrones series, really, doesn't it? Like, yeah, you've got the last, that went along. The last two seasons have been very rushed. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, that's what it is. It'll be very interesting once we get past this World Cup, win or lose, because then hopefully the selectors will go, right, we've got a stack of time to the next one, and we'll start actually doing our job properly, and we can move on from guys like. Um, like Finch, I'd imagine Stoinis. And Maxwell is a guy as well who is... He's not he's, a young man. Anymore. He's not a young man. He's also not in form. He hasn't no. made a lot of runs either, so there's a potential that he might be moved on. But then you've got Stark as well, who's, mm. you know, not a young man either. He's missed a lot of opportunities to go and earn money in franchise cricket, and maybe it might be a chance to move on from him and bring in guys like, you know, like Jai Richardson or Nathan Ellis and people like that. So th- there could be quite a big changing of the guard. I think they're post get, this I World think Cup. We're going to have a, we're going to lose five. Um, five or six players out of that. Smith is another one as well. They were talking about they interviewed Smith in, in regards to would he be standing up for the one day international captaincy and I think that everyone out here would have to realise that Finch is probably retiring at the end of this World Cup so there would be a T20 spot open as well and 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 Smith didn't seem to be bothered, he's like oh I don't know if they ask me I'll have to think about it but uh, you know I'm getting it's on not, a bit I'm getting on a bit and I'm probably yeah. the next one to retire so he's got to be thinking yeah. maybe he's looking at giving away particular formats to prolong his, his test career so you know that, that doesn't seem like a guy who's Ready is he's you know he that's a guy that looks like he can see the end of the tunnel. Yeah, not can, a, I can see Wade going as well. He's not a young man, so we're going to be looking for a new wicket keeper. But mind you, we've got we've a couple. Got of, we've, got, we've got a stack of those. So the team for the next T Twenty World Cup could be significantly different. Warner is another one that you'd yeah. imagine that. Uh, I, I think he's that. already said that he's probably considering pulling the pin next summer. Yeah. So he'll get through um, the tour to India, the World Cup the tour to England and then the next home summer and then he's looking at pulling the pin then, which I think is is that's a it's a it's a bold thing. You know, those are two frontiers that Warner does has not done well in yeah. India and England. So I really hope that we don't just take that he's an automatic selection because he's, he's gonna be the next biopic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which which would be quite out. scandalous considering his background. Oh, yeah. That would have a, a great twist yeah, in the middle. I would, wouldn't it? <laughs> All There's right. always that one guy in those biopics who's like in the yeah. crowd, he goes, you suck, man. <laughs> <laughs> I want that role. And the antagonist. If that, if that extra role is yeah, down. I, I, could, I, could, I could quite comfortably suck. I love to go to a yeah. Kanye West concert, buy every ticket, and just stand out in the front with a big sign. You suck, Kanye. <laughs> Play Metallica. <laughs> he tried, sort of. He already did that with Bohemian. Yeah. All right, guys. That'll pull our podcast to an end. Yeah. So uh, thanks for joining us. Um, and next week we'll have... Uh, and all sorts more to talk about. We'll have the Australian West Indian series, which is happening at the moment. We'll have to have a bit of a chat about the domestic uh, scene. Yeah. I will finish very, very briefly by saying shout out to T. Wiley, uh, youngest player since 1992-1993 season to score a first-class century. And uh, the last man Ponting. to do that was Ricky Ponting. Yeah. yeah. 
not That's bad grump. And he, and, uh, I saw a lot of the innings. It was yeah. great. He looks a very, very good player. I mean, two, on that wicket, 100 he, in 200 balls in he 15 balls. Some difficult periods. Yeah. He was, I reckon he was 40 off about 120 at one point. He was not going quickly. Yeah. And, then and he's playing and missing up. a lot. Yeah. Like he, he didn't lose the thing that The thing that I noticed with him, but he's not a, he's not a flirter. He would play a lot. He plays the line. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, he got beaten quite a few times, but it's only because he was playing down the line and the ball moved Ooh. past the bat. Oh, yeah, there, there was a, there was a lot happening on that deck, yeah. and uh, yeah, we gave him a shout out after the Under Nineteen World Cup that he was one to watch. And uh, look at that, bam! What, three innings into his career, knocking out a really classy hundred on a tough deck. So. Yeah. Could be big, big future in the way for Mr. Wiley. But uh, look forward to seeing all that unfold. Um, Tim Payne will be back for the next Shield game for yeah, Tasmania, so we'll have a bit of chat about that. I wonder I wonder he's um, a chastened man. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm just happy to see him back. He's never been dropped in the first place. We've talked about that before. Happy to see him there. So all that to talk about next week, and uh, hope to see you then. Until then, bye for now. Okay, guys. Over. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.